wasn't on there. Keys um, just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, see if good things will happen for us. Yep, episode 40, just dishing it, we're back. Boys, what's going on? We had a rough Monday night football. We're not going to talk about that very much. Laugh it up, Tudor. Not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's having fun, though. Derek, how's your week going? Everything good? Not bad. Yeah, you know, a little quiet week. Last week was a little busy one with all the editing and stuff, but we're, we're getting a little quiet week before we get back into it. But Oh, yeah. Try, trying to shake off yesterday's uh, game. Yeah, got to shake it off. Not good. But yep. we'll dive into that in a, in a future episode, I'm sure. Tudes, what's up, buddy? Sure. Man, week's been going good. Um, actually, Sunday, got the got the call up for the first time to play in the uh, Batavia uh, Men's League. Whoa. And I, yeah, right? So I go Whoa. out there Sunday morning. These guys were like three guys short, double shift in me. I was playing wing on one line and then on the next line I was staying out there and dropping back to defense I literally thought I was going to die out there uh, <laughs> but made it through and I'm going back for more this Sunday so I'll fill you in next week and see if I made it but, hey make sure you get a good stretch in tomorrow oh my god I literally I got I got home on Sunday and I laid down and I, I just couldn't move but, we got a rare burners game midweek late I one know. So you hit the PDA light, get a little stretch in, you'll be good to go. At least you won't be double shifting in the burners game, you know? Yeah, seriously. It's just chip the puck out and let you guys do stuff in that league. <laughs> oh, man. All right. down, up and out. You know? Oh, yeah, that's right. High off the glass, baby. All right. Let's waste no further time. I am so stoked about this guest we have this week. Ladies and gents, please welcome Pete Lennis, Swaggy P from Elevate 02. What's up? Thanks What's for up, joining guys? us, man. No, absolutely. No problem. I, th- I I may be having some issues with these. Can you? We got I can you. hear you. Can you hear us? Talk? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I think it goes right into the computer. You sound great either way. So I appreciate as as you that. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> I, you know what? This is, I have not been on many podcasts because uh, Money Mitch normally takes the podcast. That's his. He's, he's doing the podcast route. I kind of let him do his thing. And, um, so I, I don't hop on many podcasts. So this is uh this is something new, and I don't have a computer, which hurts me. So sometimes I gotta like jump on the phone. At, so I'm hey. much of a podcast guy. But hey, you're gonna I, be I, a, it's I gonna like be a good chat thing. either way, man. Exactly. What? Uh, well, you guys started a podcast too, didn't you? Well, that's what I'm talking about. I, I'm not part of uh, it's part of the company, but right. that, that's Mitch take does the podcast. Okay. I, I don't. They asked, you know, I will go on like one time or something, but that's kind of, that's his thing that he wants to do. And, uh, I, it's, that's, uh, that's great, but I, I'm, I'm staying away from the podcast. <laughs> you're going you're to stick to making the silky, he's just stuck to making the silky vids. But, you know, he, he sits in his office the whole day and just, I, he loves talking on the podcast. I, I, so I let him talk. He sits in his office, does his thing and it's great. <laughs> I got to tell you, the one when he went on Chicklets and he told the prank story, I was howling for a good 30 minutes. That was unreal. Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at the people they had, and they have phenomenal guests, I think he was got to be top five the, the whole year that they've had. I mean, the, the stories and stuff. And then so many people reached out and said, you know, oh, the story was amazing and stuff. And obviously his podcast isn't going to be spitting chiclets, but right. he's a great storyteller. And uh, he, he he's great. Check this out. A big gun was going. He was going after the little Frenchie. Oh, boy. So, no, I got it. First mascot appearance on the on the exactly. program here for us. I love it. No, so yeah, when he went on that, I think a lot of people uh, liked what he had to say, and it. I mean, that that full episode was unbelievable. So yeah. I think it got him to thinking. Is like, I, you know, I think he kind of enjoyed it and stuff, and that's where he started going in that route of you know maybe doing his own. Yeah, he seemed really comfortable, and like you said, he was an awesome storyteller. The way he took through that whole story exactly. was amazing. I it mean, was so right. good. Well, they, they were calling for almost a year, I think, 
because they knew about that story. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm done with the story. I'm not telling it. I'm not telling it. I'm not telling it. And I'm sitting here being like working on the Instagram and stuff. I'm like, dude, you got to go on. He's like, but I know why they want me on for that story. <laughs> I'm like, hey, unleash it. Right. And then yeah. I think once he did, he was happy he did. So, well, actually, now that you mention it, I think the first time I heard about it was when they interviewed JR. Yes. Yes. That was when I was first like, what is this? And I kind of oh, got yeah. curious. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear Tori on there. That'll be yeah, sick. Yeah. No, they wanted that story for a long time. He's like, I I'm going to. I'm sick of telling that story. And then I think, <laughs> then when he did, I think, I don't know, he, he enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, I mean, let's, let's get right into it though. I want to come back to, you know, your partnership with Tori and all the boys over there, but let's start yeah. from the beginning. When did you first pick up a pair of skates and a hockey stick? Was real young uh, to get into it? Six or seven. Six or seven. I uh, cousin was the only person really that played hockey grew up. Well, I grew up in Vermont. Uh, so did he, but uh, my dad didn't play. My mom had no background. So my family had no real background in hockey. And so I just kind of picked it up and en enjoyed it and kind of just really, really liked it. Yeah. Wow. That's it's a six or seven. Was it a lot of pond stuff being up there in Vermont? Was you, did you get right into organized street hockey? How, how did that go? Uh, I'm trying to think. No. So we – uh, my best friend across the street got into it with me. Um, we started playing like, I don't know, house league or something like that, where we right. had no games but practice. Uh, it was on a, like a smaller ice sheet. Uh, there was only one real rink in the college rink, I want to say, when we were growing up. And then when I was about 12, we got another sheet of ice here, which was much closer to my house. But yeah, there, I mean, there was obviously ponds and stuff, but yeah, it was it was mostly just kind of got tested the water with the the house league and stuff like that. I was, awesome. I, was a, I was a big kid too. I must add. Yeah, I, I'm not big. I I was a little overweight, so oh, okay, moving too fast on the wheels as a kid. <laughs> Um, but it's so surprising just watching you zip around out there now. Right. Uh, I I I was not. I, I guess you would say like pretty decent until maybe 13, 12 yeah. or 13. You know, I, I always hung around, cherry picked, hung around the net, very <laughs> overweight. And my dad, my dad, who knew nothing about hockey, I remember he was one time in the car. He's like, listen, he's like, you do no work. You score a goal and then celebrate like you did everything. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> this is true. He's like, I will not drive you to any more hockey games if I see like that out of you. I was like, all right. And then I started, you know, I, I loved it and I knew that I wanted to uh, keep going. So I kind of changed the little avenues, but it wasn't, I think it was my, I'm not trying to skip ahead too much, but it was my 15 year. I went out to national camp and, uh, you know, USHR, I think was like the site back in the day where you check on, see. So after the, tournament I looked and that was the first time being a sheltered kid from Vermont that we got out of New England really mm -hmm. and there was kids from honey baked and stuff like that and then it was like oh yeah you know I thought I did pretty good and they came out with like the top 50 ranking and uh yeah I wasn't there and and that's when things changed for me a, a, a lot which yeah. I, I don't know what would have happened if I would have been ranked there but that for me that was where I was like okay I gotta I gotta do something a little different here. Yeah. I mean, just from the little bit you told me, it kind of seems like that might've satisfied you a little too much with the, uh, with the, uh, you know, being in that top 50 or whatever, you'd be like, Oh, okay, cool. Right. And then, but you not being in there, that kind of added to like stuff your dad was saying, Oh, another mascot there. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel like honestly, it probably just fueled you even more. Oh, I mean, I, I was like, it was, it was something where I was like, <sighs> I just wasn't happy with it. Right. And and that was something where I think it was good. And you, this, you can have a whole conversation and podcast on is like adversity for kids. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, like getting cut and stuff like that is something I like for me, it was not being on that list. And I was like, okay, something's got to change. And the next year, uh, I mean, as, as a young kid too, I had a pretty uh, bad attitude, but um <laughs> I actually didn't – I was good enough to be at the tournament, but our Team New England didn't want me on their team 
because of my attitude. Oh man. Yeah. So, so they're like, yeah, you can go, but you, you won't play with us. And I was like, and that added another fuel. And then out of that, whatever there is 150 kids or 200 kids that tournament uh i made the 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 uh whatever u.s frozen or or uh four nations or five nations cup and that oh, was like, that was my and then after i remember going back to the camp and they're like oh we're so happy that you're part of this new england development and stuff i'm like no you guys told me you didn't want me on the team <laughs> attitude, I, I did have an attitude problem right so um, that, that I did need to learn some stuff and, and that was, uh, any way you want to say it, 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 that helped me out as well. So. Absolutely. Toods, why don't you jump in? You're, you're the hockey DB expert here. I know you've been doing some, some diving into that on Pete here. Yeah. Yeah. I did a little bit, but, um, no, yeah. I kind of wanted to ask about that too, with go, going to big camps like that and you get kids from, you know, teams like honey baked or those big teams yeah. out in like Michigan, all those places, what was it like coming in from Vermont to, to those camps? Was it something where they were like, who's this guy? Like, or, uh, or what aspect? Sorry. So, I mean, coming from, coming from your area, um, you know, was it more so like feeling like there was something to prove against some of those big name teams when you were there? Well, I think, I think the original, my, my, I don't know if it was a 14 year, whatever the first year was. I know now I think they even started at 13 but I think 14 was the first year for us is like, I mean, I went out there, like I was the best kid in the tournament. Right. But then you saw kids like for, for me, I, there was a kid from honey baked. Uh, his name was Todd McElrath. And I was just, and I was like, Oh wow. There's, there's different, there's a different vibe out here. Right. There are some kids that were just, you know, the, the Chad caloric um, Todd McElrath, Robbie shrimp, Adam Pino, those guys were like highly touted. And it was like, okay, like, the, but that was like, we never played against those kids, like coming from Vermont. And then like, after seeing them, I was like, okay, they're good. They're, they're like real good, but like I can be there. And that's when I took that next year and just went like crazy with like, you know, doing stuff on my own and, and going in the garage and working. And that's what I mean. I think for me, I, I saw that firsthand that it was like, I wasn't where I thought I was I yeah. think an aspect right yeah. and I think the next year is what you're talking about I had some that was definitely something a, a proving year uh, mm -hmm. rather than just like going out like my first year I went out there being like oh yeah no problem but uh it, it wasn't you know I don't know I don't think I scored a goal um maybe an assist off off a shin guard or something and then, <laughs> and then the next year I think I I was top three in scoring in the in the thing yeah, that's that's a hell of a jump, but yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's tough, right? Because sometimes you you go to those types of camps or those opportunities, those tournaments, and you don't really know what you're getting into until no, you get there. From from a kid from Vermont, we had no clue. I mean, we're not. I you know I didn't know about the Pee Wee Quebec tournament until I was like 18. Not, <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe I was like midway through college. Like, oh, you play in Quebec Pee Wee? I'm like, yeah, I played Pee Wee. They're like, no, in Quebec. I'm like. We played some games there. They're like, no, in the tournament. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, th so that was kind of one thing I, I wanted to ask you about too. So uh, obviously played for four years uh, at Vermont in hockey East um, yeah. division one college hockey. Was that, was that a big deal to you as a kid? Was that something that you had your sights set on? Did you go to games when you were young? Like when, when did oh you decide God. college hockey was the route? Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. we had the St. Louis and Perrin era here, like at UVM when I was growing up. So the games, right. the games were sold out. I mean, you get to watch Marty and Eric play, and they're getting five points a night. And the place is like you got done your youth game or you practice. Like, I mean, my dad was waking up at five thirty in the morning to get tickets to those games because we it was impossible to get season tickets. Wow, so those tickets were like gold. And we can go on about, you know, where that's headed now and how we want to try to get that atmosphere back at UVM. But it's, I mean, we, we have multiple conversations and obviously with, you know, our president being Kevin said in the, the longtime coach there, it's just like, you know, that it had such a, such an atmosphere and stuff. You go to the, uh, like 
Gutterson is not the nicest rink, but when that thing sold out, it's the best rink in college hockey. I don't care. You, you Maine was close, um, but the gut sold out is it's, it's special. Um, so I always wanted to go there and then kind of as Vermont was in the, there, then I, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, I really want to go to hockey East. Like that, you know what I mean? That was yeah. like all these, yeah. these little guys at BC, you know, uh, Brian Gianta, Tony Bose, like those guys going to BC. I'm like, oh, hockey East is like, it's, it's got this hype around it. And, uh, I remember one guy told me, he's like, oh yeah, you, you know, you could probably play ECAC. But hockey East is like it, that's that's tough division, and I was like, well, I'm gonna, that 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 was another thing. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I, I was really really on to Providence, um, that's where I wanted to go. Like, it was Providence, 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 and uh, then Vermont decided that they were going to join Hockey East, and from there it was a sorry, no, absolute no brainer uh, yeah. to, to go to UVM. That's that's awesome. And yeah. uh from from what I looked at too, uh you um toward the, the second half of your career there, you, you had a letter on your chest at Vermont too, right? You know, wore the A on that team. Yeah, so it was actually it was sophomore, maybe it was my junior year. We got beat beat up pretty good by BU Friday night. And uh Saturday morning, coach brought me in the office and I was like, oh, you know, junior, we got, we got, we lost seven, seven, one or something like that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm is he going to sit me out here? Like, I, I, you know, I haven't sat out, but this could be it. You know, we were awful. <laughs> and then he was like, I, you know, we're going to make some changes. And I was like, well, I might be getting kicked off the team here. I don't know what's going on, right? <laughs> And uh, not then he said. Then he said we're gonna. Uh, we had one captain at the time. We're gonna put another C, so two Cs, and then we're gonna add me as an assistant. So that wasn't from the start of the year. It was maybe eight or nine games into the to my junior year. So it happened a, a little later, but um, it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Compared to where you thought that was going, uh, I, I you thought walk out with a letter on your jersey. Yeah, one. I was probably minus three. I'll get <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> but, for no, sure. it, it was good. What uh, what kind of player were you were you in college um, when you were at Vermont? Um, I would never say defensive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean. A minus three so, told us that there, Pete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, uh, skill do do the power play stuff, and you know, tons of opportunities. I'd shoot the puck from everywhere. I'd have you know, average bunch of shots a game. Um, so I skill didn't throw up massive numbers. Almost got to the hundred, um, but yeah, just pretty overall. I'd say I'd say the biggest thing was everywhere was inconsistent. Hmm. Yeah. Just, just would, would go on absolute heaters where everything would go in and go stone cold for five games and you wouldn't even, and I could be, I could be the worst player on the ice. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, so that, that was it. You know, I, it was, we'd be red hot, you know, everything was going three points, four points a night and then be non-existent for a couple. But how'd you, how'd your coach handle that? Cause we, we see coaches, you know, even, you know, Division one, junior, NHL level, whatever. That when guys start to struggle, they they sit yeah. them, they hold them oh, back on their oh, shifts. Coach was really good about that. I I never sat. Uh, I did one time my sophomore year, and I was horrendous. I, I mean, we're we're talking about like non-existent. But I always remember it's like, you know, some of the games where I thought I'd be really good, and that's where I think video comes into play. Um, you could be like, oh, I scored a goal. I was great. And then like you watch the film and you're like, wow, without that goal, I was horrendous. But the other way around, you could be like, oh, I didn't score. But then when you watch the film, you were super effective. So I think watching yeah. the film was something that we implemented my sophomore year. I would do it personally with one of our coaches. And that for me changed a lot of like how I tried to prepare for games and stuff like that. Um, just watching the film being like, okay, like, you know, and, 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 and go in like four or five game increments. Okay. First game of that five played really well. Okay. Second game, not so good. And be like, okay, why and not go like 15 games and not 
you know, look at how you've been playing. So we tried to go game by game and then put those in like five game categories. Um, you know, and that helped me out a lot. Try and be more consistent. Is that something you implement at, you know, Elevator too? not to kind of jump around a little bit? Do you guys yeah, do a lot of film stuff? I mean, we do, but we're, we're also like skills. Right. You know I mean? So like we're, we're on a small ice. So we show kids like wear a toe drag or wear a back, like, you know, this move would work in a game. But we also have like, that's where Kevin comes into play is he will, you know, if they want scouting or stuff like that, he watches their video and breaks it down. Tori and I, just handle like the on ice skills right. but we have you know kevin who will go to games watch players and be like okay this is you know where i think you need uh help or not very interesting yeah we'll talk more about that in a little bit because i want to jump sure. to the pro career yeah. a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. so kind of one thing before we get to the specifics of that <clears throat> excuse no me because I know Tudor's a big European hockey guy, so he's going to have some stuff to ask you there. Oh, um, <laughs> when did it really become like uh, that moment for you where you're like, wow, this this could I could turn pro like I could do this as a career. Like, did you uh, did you I, remember I, if you I, had I, that at all? No, I knew I knew that I didn't know where. Uh, <laughs> but uh, before my senior year, I went over to Austria um, and, I, and I was training with Red Bull, uh, the Austrian team over there. Wow. And they offered me a contract to start then and not go back for my senior year. And that just made no sense. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like you're getting an NHL contract. Europe was over there. So it was nice to know that I could play there. And, and the Euro was great. And they obviously have a lot of money. So I was like, I, I felt safe in that aspect, knowing that I could make somehow a career out of this after hockey, you know? Right. And uh, so I, I, I just – you know, in my head said, you know, at the same time as like, Oh, I can, I'll, I'll for sure get like an American league deal. You know, uh-huh. I think, I think the biggest thing is like, I could, I did play in the American league a little bit, but um, I could play there, but it was like, just like I said before, when I, when I could play there, like when I was playing like good hockey, I could play there. No problem. When I was playing bad, I don't even know if I should have been at the coast when I'd have like a one of those bad games, you know, I was yeah. just like non-existent, like wouldn't, wouldn't do anything. Um, and I think that's just that, that was my biggest fault. I think. Is, so. is that consistency? So one thing I've, I've always wondered too, from, <clears throat> from a player's perspective at that level, is that consistency really the only thing that separates someone that's an ECH HL player from an AHL or an AHL to an NHL player? Is there yeah, more to there, it? There's there, there there's more to it for a lot of players. I think for some of some of it, one hundred percent. You know, some of the the East Coast guys have ten times more skill than some of the guys playing in the NHL, but it's just consistency or they don't have a specific role that's needed or they're not a first line center, but you know what I'm saying? There's different yeah. roles and stuff. So that, that's a hard one. Um, to, it, consistency is definitely what separates some players from different levels. hundred percent. Yeah. And it, it looks like too, I mean, just kind of looking at the breakdown of your career here, obviously uh, started out ECHL with Ontario Yep. I uh, spent a year in Austria, back over here to the ECHL in, in an appearance in Hamilton, um, and then back over to Europe. But you, your last three years pro, you averaged over a point a game. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so, so I don't know how long you want to get into it. So my first year um, was in Ontario. Uh, well, I, I went to a Manchester's camp, thought I had a great camp, and they just didn't have um, – you know, the, 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 they didn't have a spot, whatever. So went yeah. down to Ontario, won two games in, was okay, then got red hot. You know, I think it was like 18 points in 20 games or something like that. Make the all star game. Wow. And then uh, right before Christmas, I think I like, I was like, for sure I'm getting called up. Right. I was, I think I, I well, I had 11 goals in 18 games or something to start. And I was like, there's no way I'm getting called. There's no way I'm not getting called up, like for sure. And then I think like not 
I don't know if I wasn't ready for pro hockey, like the length of it or not getting called up after being like so hot. I just, you know, and then, you know, everything was in line, made the all-star game, everything, you know, was, was great. And then I, then that, that, <laughs> the cold street came <laughs> and uh, yeah, then it was, uh, you know, getting sat out, not, you know, didn't know how to react to it. Um, asking for trades, wouldn't trade me. Um, you know, I, it, it was, it was interesting. And I was like, Oh, uh, I think there's something I was like, oh, I'll just go to Europe, you know? Cause mm-hmm. I had, I had that, uh, uh, you know, option to go right after school. And I didn't, I was like, oh, I'm going to try it over here, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I think, you know, maybe I should have waited a little bit longer before I went right over or, but yeah, that was that, honestly, that was, so it was, it was interesting that way. Went over to Austria Played a year there, was great, had fun, and, you know, got a, uh option to s- sign back with the team. And uh, I think there was a miscommunication with my agent. <laughs> he was like, nah, we can get more money uh, somewhere else. I'm going to tell him to bag it. I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah if, oh, yeah, if that's what you think. We told him to bag it, and then we didn't get anything else uh, where we wanted, you know? Oh, so, man. Oh, okay. So that's, that's when I ended up back in the coast, which was great. Um, you know, then, then went to, uh, uh, Trenton played, played a little bit there. And, you know, we, that team and was having some money issues. So we got, I got traded with a buddy to wheeling. And if anyone knows wheeling is just, just, it's an interesting place to say that. Um, and then just got red hot when I got traded there. Almost as like, yep, okay, you, you, we don't want you, so we're gonna send you to the wheeling. And uh, that's when I ended up getting uh, called up to Hamilton. So that that was pretty cool. Definitely a highlight uh, in the career. And uh, then I had shoulder surgery. That was oh fun. man, <laughs> the surgeries, man. Tudors is actually fresh off a pretty fresh off a shoulder operation. Oh. Yeah. oh. Wait, and the funny thing is, is like in Europe, you're like not, you know, no hitting, nothing. I was way more injured in Europe than I ever was in the U.S. Way wow. more. Wow, really? That's broken crazy. Job, broken sternum, uh, ripped my, uh, uh, what's the, not the, uh, not labrum. AC Ro- joint? No, rotator cuff. Oh, Jesus. And I tore, uh, I said, did I say broken jaw? Yeah, you did. Yeah, broken jaw, and then I the worst yeah. one was I ripped my uh, uh, adductor from my pelvic bone. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, so so back, uh, to finish and that was all career, in Europe. Yeah, to finish my career, I went back to back to back surgeries. Wow! So yes. is that is that what made you call it? Because that's that's oh, what I was Mitch, wondering. Mitch did. Mitch had a terrible concussion, and we always talked about doing something. So he was like, "Hey, you want to uh, you want to start a business?" We didn't know what business. He actually came to Austria, and he was in Switzerland, and he had a bad concussion, and he was like, "I'm done." And then I was like, "Okay," and uh, so I was like, "I still had a year left in Austria," and then I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> like I would try it any way to do because I mean, I just I you could probably see it in the videos and whatnot, but I just love hockey." Like, oh yeah, everything about it. So I was right. like, I'm one of these guys, 45 years old, that they got to kick out of the league. And then <laughs> I got home, and we had this idea, and then it started going more and more and more. And then my dad's like putting pressure. He's like, "Have you told the team you're not going back?" I'm like, oh, "I'm going back," you know. And then Mitch is like, "Well, what? You know, I thought we we're starting the business." And uh, I had a hard time saying I wasn't going back. So I ended up going to training camp and then just leaving after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Yeah, I can imagine. What? Yeah, I went back to Austria and then packed my bags and. Uh, did you even tell him you were leaving, or did you just your training yeah, camp's I, over I, and you I, just bounced? You know what, but, but here's the thing, though. To it, as bad as it sounds, we didn't have we did we didn't know what the business was going to be like. Right. right. Like we didn't know we were going to be, we, we had the idea of giving lessons, but there was such an ice shortage in Vermont. 
Right. We we might just rent the ice in the winters, you know, and then do lessons in the summer, right? Like there's mm-hmm. such a shortage of ice here. So in all honesty, I had the plan of we, we weren't finished building and we needed help. So I yeah. came home to finish the build. Um, and then, uh, sorry. Now you're good. Uh, okay. So, um, I, I come home, finish the build. And then I was going to be like, okay, after two, three weeks of the business, did we just secure youth teams in until I come back from Europe and we just need basically a maintenance person for the rink. And then we'll do lessons in the summer. That's that, you know what? And then, as we realized it was less and less ice rentals and all me and Tori giving lessons. And that's when I had to call him and say, I wasn't coming back. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so, so I, I had hopes to some extent um, that it was going to be an ice rental place, but I'm thankful now that everything worked out kind of how it should have. But it was definitely tough not going back. Um, You know, now we're in this business role and we're, you know, we're so, so hungry to make it a successful business. I, it was actually probably healthy that both of us didn't have time to stop and think about playing, you know, now, during your career. Yeah. Did you, did you see yourself getting into coaching, whether it be a team or just skills individuals, or was that something you never really thought about? No, I mean, I always, since I was 13, I worked youth camps, um, you know, and, and did that. And, you know, Early on on my own Instagram, I, I was posting like stick because I was all, I was always a pretty good stick handler, you know, and I yeah. post videos of me stick handling and stuff like that. And I didn't really know much about Instagram. Um, but, you know, when I was in Austria, I coached the youth teams there and stuff. So I was always I really enjoyed coaching and the and the the, the being around the kids and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I didn't know. I, I thought I was going to have such a hard time when I was done playing, not playing, that I would just do something else and, and kind of just put hockey in my past. Um, but I think, you know, thank goodness that didn't happen. But I just didn't know how I was going to take it not not playing uh, in a game at any level. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. Even for me, I really didn't play at yeah. any sort of high level. It was the real the games when they really mattered. What yeah. you missed. like now, I play in beer leagues and whatnot yeah. and everything. But still being around the game, I bet did wonders yes. for you that you really didn't think would do so much at the time. No, no, hundred percent. And just like you know, Mitch being one of my best friends, and then that that atmosphere we had, like uh, some of our other friends would like come in. And they're like this is your job. And we're like, it was kind of weird because we put all this this money in. Right. Yeah. And uh, we're doing lessons and we're having fun. And obviously we, we didn't uh, cost a lot of money to put it in. So we, you know, for the first like eight months, we didn't pay ourselves. And then like, we started to get checks and we're like, well, like what's, what's the check for, you know, it was like (laughs) the lessons, you know? And it was, uh, it was pretty funny because, just in my head, it was just something we were doing and it wasn't ever something that was going to like create income. I, I mean, obviously that was the goal, but. Because uh, it's hockey almost and just something you're that passionate about. It, that's a secondary yeah. thought. Well, you know, like when I would go and cut a lawn, you know, or yeah. like trim a tree, I was like, yeah, I'm getting paid for that. Cause it, yeah. even though I, it was pretty fun. Um, you know, I was like, yeah, that's, that's work, but we're out here like, having fun with the kids, ripping one-timers, Mitch <laughs> put a kid in the hospital because he hit him with a one-timer. You know what I mean? Just having fun. Oh, oh, oh. Back up. Back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah what, happened. what happened there? You I mean, we t- were, well, we, we, we thought we would have goalie lessons, and we did, and we were the shooters, right? <laughs> and Mitch just teed one up off this kid, and a great kid, uh, and his dad called us in the morning, and, and well, that's – and he was like, yeah, we, you know, kids, kid had to go to the hospital and we're like, why, what? And he's like, well, Mitch hit him, you know, with that slap shot last night. And we're like, Oh, Oh yeah. <laughs> Where did he hit him? Oh, square in the head. Oh, from, about, from about 12 feet out. Concussion. 
Like, oh my god! Yeah. But yeah, you gotta, you back gotta back. believe. As soon as that kid had his wits about him, he's texting the boys in the oh, group yeah, message, being yeah. like, "Guess yeah. who just ripped the clapper off my face?" Man, and we were so. I mean, we were so new. If you, if you had seen what we did as a business, like to start off, I mean, it was like, may as well just put a bed in the rink and live there. Like it was, we were just, just it was unbelievable what we were doing. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> How, uh, so when you're when you're giving your lessons or, or yeah. you're filming content like that, yeah, is this is this something that you put like a lot of a game plan into? I guess more so the clips, right? So I, you know, then you get a guy like me who's scrolling through Instagram while he's yeah. bored during the workday and sees your videos and wonders why I can't do that in my men's league game tomorrow right. night. But uh, I mean, like, so, so I have like a booklet. Okay. Right? That's what uh, I was going to uh, ask uh, if that's uh, planned. Uh, no, of just like, Oh, and it's not a game plan. Oh, I guess. Let me try to think about this. How I'm going to say it is I have a booklet, right? And when something comes to me, like I'll be in bed laying there, something comes to me an idea and I'll write it down. Right. Yep. And then I'll go on the ice. And as I'm doing it, for the video, I'm like, oh, that doesn't make sense, and I'll change it, right? Like, the, the videos and stuff, there's a lot of time put in. Mm -hmm. But then off of that, sometimes the best clips we shoot are off of another video that we were doing before we shot another video just for fun. Sure. Oh, wow. Cool. You know, and so it's all it all depends. Like, I've done videos where I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing, and, like, I want it, like, do it this way and that way, and the video absolutely sucks, and the video – that you know we were just messing around with between you know a kid coming on the ice and another kid coming on the ice goes bananas you know yeah. so i i mean that stuff i love watching sorry um like how the video will look or or what not uh you know how it sounds and then sometimes like the trick shots and stuff like i'll be like oh th this is hard for me to do like this one no one cares you know, and then I'll do one that's I could rip off like boom, 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 like that. And then people are like, that was amazing. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. That was so easy. You know, <laughs> just what's yeah. it, it, it's, it's interesting to see what people like and uh, what they don't. Yeah, it is. It's we, you know, we find doing that just with this podcast, with episodes, with guests, like give different merch with dish and different skins, different yeah. skate styles. We see yeah. that all the time too. We're like, oh, oh sure. this is going to go nuts. And then it's like, Nah, not quite what we expected, but then no, no. we'll just throw one up and we'll be like, well, let's see. And then it goes crazy. Yeah, Maybe. exactly. Exactly. I think that's what, I mean, just, just with the, some of the skates, I mean, I mean, so those are just computer mock-ups that you do. So a lot of them that we post are Photoshop, but there's that's been, I mean. th there's been three different ones that we'll post that you'll see that are actually made. We yeah, work no, with, I, uh, I've seen like, you yeah. get like the yellow off white. Yeah. The canary yellows. Real, right. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, some of them, you just, you just like, oh, those like the Jordans and stuff. And I'm a sneaker collector, right? So I yeah. know all these shoes that you guys yeah. are wearing, and the off-whites or the Travis Scott's or something like that. Yeah. So I, I love shoes. And then to see them on skates as well, like it, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. But yeah, dude, Maddie, Maddie crushes those. He's got so many in the pipeline too. Yeah. That just loaded up ready to post. One, what was that? The, the, those were uh, black and white dunks, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, I got the chunky donkeys right there. I love. Was that, was that when you lifted your, your dog up earlier? Was that an off white collar on your yes. dog? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so I thought I, I thought I caught that, and then oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. like, it's a sneaker guy. Hey, yeah. My fiance Alex got those food dogs, but we <laughs> got awesome. like that. Well, the, the funny thing is, is a week ago whenever it was she sent me a text and it was like the thing of like virgil mm -hmm. yeah like like what like i thought yeah, I, was I, didn't, crazy. I didn't like read it but i was like wait hold on and then i read it and i was like whoa so i got a ton of the off-white shoes and stuff and then had nothing but it was it's interesting to see because no one knew about it right yeah see how those the the stocks on that shoe just <laughs> rise just because of those and and you know um but yeah yeah crazy but that that stuff is like that style of the off-white or the you know the fear of god and, and different stuff like that i'm super into so yeah um you know to see like the different dunks or whatever on skates it's 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 cool to see for sure
Yeah, dude, I I will say it's always nice hearing the support for it. But there's a small part of me that absolutely loves seeing the reading the comments on those posts with the, oh, yeah. the old time hockey guys where there's stop. Nope. Like just all those like it's so funny. I mean, that, that um, um, who was it? Which ones were sick to you? I think you had Stutzel in the, the 13s, the Jordans. Right? Maybe, yeah. I I lose track, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those look cool. The the ones with uh, Clayton Keller were really cool. Those are some. Yeah, those are one of my favorites. In the yeah. purple, right? Yeah, had the purple. So you know, even the mock-ups, it's just like yeah. they, it looks cool. To bring like the old school Jordans back and stuff. Yeah. So it, it is really cool to see. And You're always gonna that. have haters on that. Oh, I mean, yeah. like I mean, do you, do you get that like uh, um, comments on your videos we, too? Number one is that we speed the video up, and that Pretty really cool. pisses oh, wow. me off. <laughs> like, and then like I'll, I'll get like fired up, and I'm in like a rabbit hole, and then I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what? Yeah. what but the thing is, is it's like, it's like you work so hard on it. You know what I mean? To like. Yeah do something and be the best at it and, and say people can say that's stupid or whatever, but like to be the best at like, like, I guess you'd call it like speed stick handling, you know? And then for someone to say like, it's, it's, it's not real. You're just like, no, it, it is real. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like something we do, like we're on the ice for four or five, six hours a day. It's just something that, and that's what we're trying to tell these kids is like, if you put the time in like anything, depending on, yes, maybe you don't make the NHL, but you can, you can do what you want, you know, if you put the time in. I think that's the important thing, and that's the, the comments that piss me off because it's like, no, we're we're out here actually doing it. We're not going to sit behind a computer and, you know, hit the fast-forward button. I think yeah. that, that, that's that's the, why it pisses me off. And I feel uh, like the difference for you two, right, is a lot of hockey content that's out there online – it looks cool, right? Like different trick shots, different stick skills, stuff like that. Yeah. But the stuff that you do, you're teaching kids how to do this and how to time these moves so they work oh, yeah. in a real game situation. So yeah. like that to me makes it even cooler because you watch a video that you put out there, you're like, okay, like this is kind of crazy. But if you think about it, like that's a legit move that's going to work in a game and when you go watch, you know, these, especially these young kids now, like when you go watch like a Trevor Zegers in a game, like oh. he's going to do this stuff and yeah, it's exactly. ridiculous. Yeah, I know. And, like, and it was, it was fun to work with him. Um, we did a Bauer shoot in California, but just like, you know, we're talking about like the backhand, like uh, the toe flip, right? Mm -hmm, like, yeah. and I swear someone's going to come around the net and he cut, he did it like it this way, kind of on a breakaway last year in the American league. Someone's going to come around the net. And like, just reverse toe it right in the net, like guarantee. And and like as we came out, people were like, "This is stupid," or "It's not gonna work." And I'm like, "Uh, no, 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 that, like it's going to work." Like kids are, <laughs> you seen like the 12, 13 year old kids? Like their their skills are insane. Yeah, they will be doing like Michigan's. It's normal. It happens once a week in college. Maybe even more, and you know, it just happened in the St. Cloud game this week. That was by far the best Michigan I've ever seen. Oh my he threw gosh. it in the net. He threw so, it in the net. so smooth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta, so, I gotta it, say, that's what. And you know, the the funny thing is, is someone reached out to Scott Gomez um, from someone who's on his team or whatever, um, you know, in his his group of friends, and was like, watch this. And he was like, I don't know, whatever. So he's like, watch it. And he's like, no, this is like, what is this? You know? And then he's like, <laughs> then he's like, whoa, like, hold on a second. He's like, this stuff actually is like, this stuff's real. Like, this is getting people can do this stuff. Like, and it's coming out, and and this is like where it's going in the in the small ice of how kids train. He's like, no, like I need to go there. And so yeah. he reached out and was like, I want to come. And we're like, or someone reached out from his team and was like, Scott Gomez wants to come. And I was like, like the Scott Gomez, like <laughs> I, as I grew up watching him as a kid with the dad, right. they're like, yeah, I'm like, no way. Like that. I, you know, I had the Scott Gomez curve, like a pro stock one. And I was oh. like, this is insane, you know? And that's when like, you know, this was kind of early on. We're like, oh, we have something like, like big, you know? Yeah. And yeah. he, and now then he bought into our company and just, um, you know, seeing that, but, but, but that was cool for him. Cause I mean, he's, he's, you know, 
NHL Hall of Famer in, in a lot of people's eyes to be Scott like Gomez, man. He's a cup champion. Right. Yeah. Two times. Two times. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but for him to like look at it as a hockey player and be like, no, this actually, this is like the future, mm-hmm. you know? Especially and, the era he played in. Well, and I feel like you're starting to see that shift too, right? Because probably even even a lot of times, I'm going to guess, you know, that run where you were playing in college in that time, if you tried some of this stuff yeah, in yeah, a yeah, game yeah, and yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah. work, did, did you get an earful from the coach? Or? Not an earful. Um, I, I tried the Michigan twice. I almost got it against Providence. I hit the post. Um, <sighs> I would love to see if I could find that old footage. Oh. But, yeah, so I tried it, and I tried it against UNH uh, at home. And uh, I got it up, and I think I lost it. And uh, and that no, th- didn't nothing was said after the game or whatever. And then the next day, it was like uh, coach brought me in and said, "He goes, I think I think you're just trying a little too hard, you know, like like you know we were strong. I think we we had lost a couple games in a row or something. Oh, okay. like that. And it was, and that wasn't like that wasn't shooting it down because he always let me be creative, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he let me if I went in a shootout, I'd do like backhand toe drag. Like he had no no problem with that. Um, and I think so. It was tough to say because we were struggling at that point. And when I tried it, it wasn't like, "Hey, like that's that's disrespectful to the game," or or that's a that's a hot dog move. It was just like, ah, you know, maybe it wasn't the right time to try it. But it was like anything to try to get the momentum back. So it, it was a fine conversation where it wasn't sure. like take that out. But I mean, I've you know, gone between the legs and people were like, well, what are you doing? Or why would you do that? Like that. And I remember it was a year before. So 2004, I was watching the regionals and the guy from Denver, they were winning seven to one, went down and tried between the legs and missed. And the announcers were like, how disrespectful it's seven to one. And now they're showboating. And it's like, I mean, that, that St. Cloud goal, that was the eighth goal of the game. Was it not seven to one? Yeah, no one gives a shit. You know, (laughs) it's it's part of hockey now, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And it's also it's one of those things, and I guess I look at it from the perspective too of, you know, you want to let kids get creative and challenge themselves to get better, and especially at the Division One level or the pro level, I've always hated that argument of like oh, you're killing them, whatever. It's like, no, like this is a high level competitive situation. Like you don't put your foot off the gas. Like to me, that's almost more disrespectful. Like, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I think it's just, you know what I mean? And, and, and back when those moves didn't happen a lot and it's like, you know, the people who kept doing, I mean, I remember when I went uh, the second time to Europe, I mean, people were doing the Michigan all the time. Like it was just it was just happening, you know, and no one was like complaining about it. And back over here, it was still like, oh, like that's not part of the game or that's whatever. And it was cool that the NHL put out a video a couple weeks ago where they were like asking the players, you know, like what do you think? And yeah. the majority of the people were like, hey, I can't do it, but hey, it, you know, if you can do it, it it's it it makes the game better. I think so. Yeah. Do I? Uh... Did you have a guy growing up or during your career that you'd watch and it was like your favorite player to watch handle the puck or pull off some of those moves? I mean, St. Louis was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't super flashy though, you know? He was uh he was just he was good and he was just yeah. good at everything and worked so hard. Um ooh. I remember him just being like when I watched him play, just he's like efficient. He was just rock solid. Like he never, he wasn't the guy that jumped off the screen at you a lot of games, but every time he had the puck, like he wasn't making a mistake. Yeah. No, he, and he had some electric moments for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I don't fast too. Better off and stuff was sick. Um, I mean, I I know I'm blanking on someone right now that I can't think of, but uh, yeah, there was, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of good players with the, stick skills and stuff but Fedorov, Kovalev those guys are unbelievable oh, Kovalev yeah. was so sick was oh so my sick. god yeah. <laughs> I remember I got that I was so fired up to get that two-piece stick he used the warrior AK-27 or whatever it was oh, the gold yeah, one yeah. cut it down real short just like him oh yeah. man that was awesome yeah I'm blanking on someone I 
really liked it as a kid, but I'm not sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Well, look, Pete, we've gone through a ton, man. Uh, oh, yeah. one, one last thing, you know, for, for yeah. this episode, I want to ask, you know, more about Elevate 02 stuff. Long-term plans with it. Do you guys think about that a lot, expanding, or are you just focused on what you're doing now? Any insight you want to share with that? It's what we're, I mean, we want to put one of these in every city. Um, that's, wow. that's the end goal. We want to try – we think that the model we have in the small group training and the one-on-one training is – is the, the like how kids need to learn the skill part of it and just you know the different growth off of that so you know in in by mid next summer i think we'll have six of them um and that's uh it's a good start and and you know yeah. I think with, uh, good people and um you know just try to keep growing that would be uh that, that's that's our goal we'd, we'd like to have as many of these and you know get to 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 influence and, and grow the game of hockey uh, as much as we can. That, that That's our goal is to, to get, you know, the respect out of some of the people that basketball and baseball or football that they have. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's biased or whatever, but hockey is just the best game. It, <laughs> it is, man. It is. It's, it's just starting. Like the people, the Dude, people ESPN, ESPN, ESPN having hockey is going to be huge. Like it's yeah. already starting, I think, and that's just going to keep doing wonders for the game we love, man. Yeah. No, I agree. So it's like the more we can influence that and help these kids become more skilled is is what we're focused on. Yeah, man. Well, look, anything we can do over just edition or skate skins. Just edition. No, we love it, man. We love the support. Yeah. We'd love to come visit too, film some content yeah. or something yeah. if we can make it happen. That would be a blast. Where are you guys out of right now? Buffalo. 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 Yeah, it's like six and a half. Rob from Butt Ends. He, he's he's around Buffalo <laughs> a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where he's originally from. Yeah. Is that's where he's from? Yeah. Originally, yeah. He lives in oh, Puerto that's Rico where now. Warehouse and stuff is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right? No, he's great. He always comes up here. He's a, he's a great guy. He's amazing, dude. Yeah. No, we have fun. Awesome, man. Well, look, we'll let you get back to it. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. It was such a pleasure talking to you. We'd love to do it again down the road. Yeah. Catch up on things, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good Thank night, you. man. All right. You too. Later.